During our last trip to Walt Disney World, we were able to stay at Saratoga Springs. This was our first time staying at the resort. My thoughts on that today on the Adult Meets Disney podcast. Stay tuned. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Adult Meets Disney podcast. I'm your host, Tom, and I want to thank you for joining me for yet another week. And like I said, today we're going to talk about Saratoga Springs, which is one of the DVC resorts located on Walt Disney World property. It's down by Disney Springs. When we went down about a month ago, we were able to stay at Saratoga Springs for two nights, and this was the first time that we were able to stay there. So I wanted to talk about my thoughts on this resort. First off, the resort size of Saratoga Springs, it's big. Now, it's not Fort Wilderness big, but it's big. And it has five main areas to it. So five little subdivisions, you could call it. There are the Springs, the Paddock, the Carousel, the Grandstand, and Congress Park. And then there's also, like, the ultra far away away, past the Grandstands, you can do the Treehouse Villas. And you've seen the Treehouse Villas if you've ever been on the boats going from Port Orleans to Disney Springs. You can see the Treehouse Villas on your way down those. Now, there is a shuttle that runs between the five main areas. Um, I don't believe there's a shuttle that runs to the Treehouse Villas. I believe you either walk that or find some other way to get there. Uh, And then each of those subdivisions also has a bus stop that the normal buses go to to take you to the various parks. And when we were down there, we stayed in the grandstand section. Uh, so the the distance between our room and the bus stop was, what, maybe a minute and a half, if that. Uh, it, it took us next to no time to get there in the morning. So it was really convenient. So it seems such that the bus stops in the subdivisions aren't that far away. So when you're in your little subdivision, you're like in your own little mini resort, and it really is nice. Now, Saratoga Springs is also home to one of Disney's on-site golf courses, which this course weaves its way throughout the resort and is visible from multiple areas. And as someone who has been playing golf since the age of seven, anytime I get the chance to see a golf course, I'm just like, yay, golf. So it was really nice to be able to see that there. Now, prior to this trip, the only time that Maureen or I were ever at Saratoga Springs was to do the DVC tour. Now, as we've said multiple times here, we are not DVC members, at least not yet. But we did want to check it out. And the last time we did that was, ooh, it was definitely pre-COVID. So probably 2017, 2018 area. And I know this is sidetracking, but that tour was such a good deal. Like back when, I'm not sure what you're doing right now. Have not gone on it since COVID. But the pre-COVID tour, that was legit. You got picked up from your resort. You got taken to Saratoga where they had the DVC show building. And the, the DVC show building is is right near the check-in area. So it's just one big, big area that that you go to. 
And in the res- in the lobby of the DVC place, they had free Kona coffee. So nothing against Starbucks or Joffrey's, but it was Kona. So it was a little bit better. And they had some snacks while you were there. And then we sat through the, you know, the talk and the person was, was very kind. They were very nice to us. We, we made it clear we're not going to buy, at least at that time. Uh, so you got through the talk. And then when you were done, you got a free ice cream sundae. It was like this little ice cream bar that you got dropped off in. And then you got dropped off in, in a van anywhere you wanted on Disney property. And we always wanted to go to Beach Club. Well, always. It was the time we went. We went to Beach Club because we were going to World Showcase. So it was much easier to get into World Showcase from Beach Club than it would have been to go to the front of Epcot. You also were able to get $150 in gift cards and three Fast Passes. Remember Fast Passes? Fast. We're not going to go down that rabbit hole, but Fast Passes. We got three of them, which were able to be used on most rides. So like you couldn't use it on Seven Dwarfs, you couldn't use it on Frozen and all that. We realistically just turned it into three back-to-back-to-back rides on Big Thunder Mountain during the last day in the park, which for us was at Magic Kingdom, obviously. And that's what we were able to do with it. Anyways, that my, my tangent about the DVC tours aside, that was the only time that we were at Saratoga Springs prior to this. So when we went down for our last trip, which was the same trip where we stayed at Fort Wilderness and we were able to ride Tron, and you can go back and listen to our review of the cabins at Fort Wilderness, as well as our thoughts on Tron, which were two of our past episodes, so you can definitely go back and listen to those to, to hear a little bit more about them. But when we were down there, we were able to spend two nights because we found a, a deal on the DVC rental store. I forget which particular uh, site it was, but we rented a two-night DVC in a one-bedroom at Saratoga Springs. Uh, and we had a preferred room. So that just meant that we were closer to the front desk. Pretty much you're, you're, you're likely to get something near there. You, you probably won't get something in the carousel part. The carousel part is like far away compared to the springs or the paddock or, you know, any, any one of the other ones, which are a little bit closer. Uh, and like I said, we were in the grandstands and it was really nice out the, you know, we were on the second floor and out the little patio that we had, we were able to get a nice shot of one of the fairways of the golf course that was there. Uh, so it wasn't like looking out the back and you were able to see another building. You looked out the back and it was just fairway and then trees. So, I mean, it was very peaceful. It really was. Um, We didn't know what section of Saratoga Springs we were going to be at until we got our check-in information. Uh, So I was kind of hoping to be not, maybe not hoping wouldn't be the right word for it. I was interested in being in Congress Park. Since Congress Park is really close to Disney Springs, it's actually the closest part to Disney Springs. And depending upon what room you're in or what building you're in within Congress Park, it could be as little as a five minute walk to Disney Springs. You walk down a path, you walk across a bridge and boom, you're right in Disney Springs. So I was wondering, like, "Eh, maybe we could be able to stay there. We can just waltz into Disney Springs, maybe See if we can get in line for Gideon's or head over to Boathouse for a cocktail since we do enjoy going to Boathouse. But 
I had no issue staying in the grandstands. I think that that was perfectly, perfectly fine. The room itself was really nice. It was. And I know that there was recently an update to many of the rooms at Saratoga Springs, and it shows. It really does. And I know that on on shows past, I have really kind of talked down the de-theming of the resorts. But this was a very tasteful theme, and it had Disney touches to it. It wasn't it wasn't like the generic upgrade modern gonna turn it into a Hilton type thing that you are seeing at some resorts. Like you're seeing that in that cafe at Boardwalk. I, I didn't see that here. That's not what I saw here. I think that if they took the approach that they did here and they apply that to some of the other resorts where appropriate, like the, the approach they took here would definitely not fly at a resort like Animal Kingdom with a very unique theme but it certainly could add some other properties around. I think that that would be okay. Honestly, if there's a change with a lot of the new updates that I think people would probably like, it's the addition of the Murphy bed instead of that awful, awful pull-out couch. That pull-out couch, like, there needed to be a chiropractor on site to help with that pull-out couch. That mattress, if you can even call it that, was never comfortable. Ever. The Murphy bed is a real mattress. It's similar to a lot of the mattresses that are in the beds in the rooms. So the Murphy bed edition is phenomenal, especially if you have multiple people that you're going to stay with. Uh, it's the same basic Murphy bed setup that you would find in a room at Riviera, whether it would be the one bedrooms that are there, the tower suite has it, something very similar to that you would find here. But there are still, unfortunately, some resorts that have not seen the light that is the comfortable Murphy bed. And I'm looking at you, Animal Kingdom Lodge. I'm looking at you because if you put that Murphy bed in there, if there's a reno to Animal Kingdom, just put the Murphy beds in. That's what's necessary. That would that would escalate that resort so much if they could do that. I, I'm calling that one out because it's the most hyper acute because I remember seeing and, and having friends who stayed on that Murphy bed in Animal Kingdom and yikes. It like I said, you, you need a chiropractor and a physical therapist on on standby with that thing. So hopefully some more of these resorts, as Disney's going through and updating them, get the Murphy bed so that people's backs will be more comfortable. Because as a Disney adult, we realize that we're all verging on 40, so back pain is just like a thing that happens because it's a Tuesday. So we want to make sure we're protecting people's backs. And as a one-bedroom that we were staying in, it of course came with all the bells and whistles, like there's the full kitchen, which, I mean, I think we used the oven for for one thing we had some leftovers that we got oh because we went to tambu lounge for for dinner one night so we're we were in magic kingdom and we were like hey what do we want to get to eat and you know magic kingdom doesn't really have the best in terms of standard food options but i was like man like we don't have an ohana reservation and we love ohana 
but we could go to Tambu Lounge and we can basically get everything minus the salad and the meat. So you could still get the noodles, which, let's be real, everybody wants the Ohana noodles. You could still get the pot stickers, you could still get the wings, and I believe you could get the bread pudding. So we got the wings, the, the noodles, and the pot stickers, and we had a few pot stickers and wings left over, so we were able to heat them up in the oven. It, having that oven was great, because otherwise, I, I would have been eating cold pot stickers and cold chicken wings. I would have done it. It's, I mean, it wouldn't have been the best, but I'd have done it. But having the oven made it definitely worthwhile. And there's a washer and dryer. And I think that that washer and dryer, that is the unsung hero of the one bedroom and, and up, honestly. Because we were only down there this time for, I think, like three or four nights. But if you go down there for a longer trip, having that washer and dryer can really be beneficial in terms of packing. When we went down and stayed at Riviera, we were there for seven nights, and it was convenient to not have to bring just a ton of checked bags, plus all the associated fees. Uh, we fly routinely on American Airlines, and they charge $30 a bag. Uh, now, thankfully, Maureen has one of the credit cards that allow us to get two free check bags. But if you're, you know, if you're a family of four, uh, or we went down with a group of friends who didn't have that, I mean, having access to a washer and a dryer, that's great. Like, you can get away with a check bag. Not a check bag, uh, a carry-on. If you wanted to do something like that, you pack enough in that carry-on for a couple of days, you wa you're able to run a load of laundry, and then off we go. That could potentially be hundreds of dollars in savings if you play your cards right with it. So, not financial advice or anything, but it's just really convenient to be able to have a washer and dryer down there. Uh, overall, you know, I really just enjoyed the vibe of being able to chill after a long day in the park. And I, I've said it multiple times, we're usually a rope drop until the park closes, uh, group when we go down there. And this room provided that chill factor. And I really, really enjoyed that. And I, I know it was just the two of us that went, but having that extra room and that space for two people was just so nice, and it really felt like, it felt like I was in a nice apartment outside of a city, and I could just enjoy myself, I felt at peace, I felt un like I was just unwinding after a long day, and it's a feeling that you really can't get in a studio room, and that could be a studio room in one of the values or moderate resorts, or a studio in any one of the other deluxe resorts that are there. It's a feeling you really can only get in like a one bedroom. Honestly, the only time I take that last statement back, the only time I ever had a similar feeling in a studio room, there were two, and it was at Wilderness Lodge when we had like this special weird studio that was a pseudo one bedroom uh, because of the way it was laid out. There was actually like a hallway towards the bedroom and then there was... The, the living room area, and at Animal Kingdom Lodge. Those were the only two times in a studio I was able to feel that at-home feeling. And I think that goes to why Animal Kingdom Lodge and Wilderness Lodge are in my top three. No doubt about it. Uh, I was able to feel that here, though. 
and I think that was really nice. Our room was was nicely located as well on the second floor of the building that we were in. So we were able to have that overview. It wasn't just right out onto the grass type patio. We actually had that overhang. We were able to get a little bit of height. So you could see a little bit more stuff. And it was like you went up the steps and there it was. So it was right in front of the pool area in the grandstands. And there's a, like a pool bar that's there. I didn't take advantage of it, but if I wanted to, it was right there. I wouldn't have to walk you know, really far in order to get something to drink or to get a snack if I wanted to. And like I said, it wasn't far from the bus stop. Uh, I think the first day that we got there was night because we closed one of the parks down. And it took us a little bit of time to figure out where we were going and just get our bearings. The next morning, we walked out of the room and burp, there you were. It was very convenient to get there. And even the day we were checking out, we had to take our bags over to Bell Services to do a transfer. And we, I think it took us maybe let five minutes, if that, to get from our room to Bell Services. So it wasn't very far in order to get to where we needed to go. So it was very, it was conveniently located is, is where I'm getting at with this. So it was certainly manageable. Despite the massive size of this resort, when you're in those little subsections, it seems like it was quite manageable. Now, we didn't have time to really explore a lot of the resort just because we were only there for two nights and we were in the parks the entire time. So we didn't have time to explore nor eat at the resort. But looking at the dining options, there were two main places. There is the quick service place that's Artist Palette. Uh, it seems like it's the quick service equivalent to a lot of the other quick service places in other deluxe resorts. And then the sit down table service dinner place is called the Turf Club. Uh, and then there are, like I said, there are some smaller quick service slash bar places in some of those subsections throughout the resort. The menu at Turf Club looks okay. But it didn't look super appealing, at least the menu that I looked at as of this recording, it didn't look like super appealing to me uh, and the taste that I have. So it's, to me, something I would not go out of my way to do. I probably wouldn't go out of my way to reserve a table there or be like, ooh, this is my must get compared to other restaurants that I know exist, such as Ohana. Uh, you know, or Topolino's Terrace or something like that, if I wanted a really nice sit-down meal. Uh, this doesn't seem like the place I would really be be gunning to get, but part of our long-term goal, strategy, what have you, you know, stay at every resort, try to eat at every restaurant, so at some point, I'm sure we'll get there. It's just not a massive priority for me right now. Overall, though, I think this was a very nice resort. Was it my favorite one? No, no, it, it doesn't. It, it's not top three or anything like that. But I, I would say that in terms of the room and the vibe and the feel, I would certainly put it over other deluxe resorts that I have stayed at. I, I would dare say this potentially would even be ranked higher than Grand Floridian, uh, which was a deluxe resort we stayed at. And we'll have to do a show on it at some point, which we really didn't, you know, like. 
uh, more for an aesthetics thing, but the you know obviously the rest of the resort is great. But I I, I did like the the feel and the aesthetics and the vibe of Saratoga more than I liked it at Grand Floridian. But it doesn't come to those top three. It, it's it's not the ultra relaxed and I mean total zen like state that I can go into at Riviera, and it doesn't have the intense theming that a place like Wilderness Lodge or Animal Kingdom Lodge, whether that be Jumbo or Kidani, either one of them would have. Uh, Saratoga is, is certainly nice. Um, the size is big, so I, we're, I, I'm, I, I think both of us might not be fans of, of very sprawled-out resorts. Um, that, you know, when we, our show about Fort Wilderness, we talked about the size of that place and it's just massive and compare that to Riviera which is built up instead of out and that's much more manageable even Wilderness Lodge and Animal Kingdom bigger yeah certainly bigger than Riviera in terms of land size but it's still manageable you know here when you have these multiple stop you know on the bus type situations uh Riverside is another one. Riverside is certainly on a, a much smaller scale than that, but Riverside is another one with multiple bus stops. Uh, I have nothing against Riverside. We stay there frequently. It's probably our most popular, uh, or when we go down and we're staying at a moderate, Port Orleans Riverside is usually where we go, but I don't know. I'm just, I, I like the one bus stop kind of thing. I think it's more convenient, which again, maybe is why when we're looking even at the Port Orleans resorts, French Quarter. I like more than Riverside because it's more contained, it's smaller, you got the one bus stop and it's there. That said, I'm not going to hold that as a major like strike against Saratoga Springs that there's multiple bus stops. It's just big. That's all. And if if a big resort where you have opportunities to do a lot of things, it's I mean it's a very picturesque resort to be able to walk around it, check some things out. Go play golf. If you're a Disney Springs person, this is a slam dunk for you because they have access to the boat and you can walk to it or you can take a bus to it. Whatever you want it to do. There are a lot of options. So if that is the type of vacation you want or if that's the type of Disney experience you want, this resort would make perfect sense. For someone like me, I'm cool with Disney Springs. I'd like to check it out. But I just like that go to the park, come back, and just vibe, chill feeling. And I think the thing that with Riviera that still stands out to me is coming back after pulling hours, 10 plus hours in a park. And you get off the bus, you walk in, you take the elevator up, and there you go. You're at your room. So that convenience factor to me is, again, that's how I like to roll with it. Uh, And yeah, Uh, that said, though. I would not push this one aside and say like, oh, I don't want to stay there again. No, of course not. I would absolutely stay at Saratoga again. It's just not going to be in my top three. And that's totally okay. Uh, If the price was right, the location was good. um, If I knew we were going to be spending a little bit more time at Disney Springs, then yeah. And I I think that this is one of the resorts that you usually do see a little bit more if you're going to rent. BBC, you usually do see a little bit more availability at Saratoga Springs. So if I was in a bind 
and I knew I wanted to go down and do a one bedroom. I was going to just rent some DVC and it was kind of a last minute deal. If Saratoga was available, I'd be like, yeah, let's let's go. I mean, of course, if one of the other ones is there, I'll go for that. But I'm not going to be like, oh, it's only Saratoga. Well, then I don't want to go. Of course not. No way. I uh, w- would totally be able to go if if this was not the only option, but uh, if the price was right. If the price was right, the location was good, it was a good deal, I would do it again, uh, but not my top three. Not my top three for it. I think that if we were to go down there with the intention of doing Saratoga Springs again, it would probably be trying to get into the treehouse. That, I think, would be kind of cool to be able to do. It'd be a very, probably a very different vibe compared to staying in the grandstand section. But I think it would be different. It'd be something neat, something to do. Uh, So I think that even though we can now officially say we've checked Saratoga Springs off the list, the tree houses remain unique. And I, I, I think that the tree houses, they're certainly not the cabins at Copper Creek or the bungalows at the Polynesian, which are like a category into and of themselves. But it's like that subsection of the resort that is a quasi resort into and of itself. Uh, so I think we can we can put this if Saratoga Springs is like one, then one uh, A, we can call it the tree houses. So want to get down there and check those out. And obviously, of course, I'm sure much like all of you want to try to one day stay in the bungalow and stay at the cabin at Copper Creek. Just because who wouldn't? They're 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 so cool looking. So one day I'm sure we'll get down there and check it out. Anyway, that's everything for today. So Saratoga Springs, really good experience. Maybe a little bit too big for for my taste, but peaceful. Loved the golf vibe that's there. Well themed, uh, well appointed, and overall just peaceful. And I think that's the nicest thing I could say. Peaceful. Really did enjoy that. So. Uh, We're going to wrap it up there. Uh, If you like what you heard here and you want to continue to hear more, please like and subscribe to the Adult Meets Disney podcast. Follow us on Twitter at AMDizPodcast. We're also on TikTok, AMDizPodcast there as well. And do, of course, tell a friend to do the same. Until next time, everyone, I hope you have a magical day.